0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Girl Covering Podcast. I hope you are all doing well today. My name is Kelly and today I'm going to be doing a solo episode. As some of you may have been able to guess or if you've been following along with this podcast, you've seen that a lot of episodes previously and a lot coming up are going to be with guests so less of just me talking but this week's episode I debated on doing but I have done it for many many years before I was doing it on this podcast I was doing it on my blog so I thought Why not stick to tradition and keep going with it? So this past weekend was actually my 21st birthday, which not only that, but it also was the two-year anniversary of this podcast starting. So very exciting milestone to hit. So like I said, sticking with tradition, I'm going to be doing a 21 things I have learned in 21 years. Every year I struggle with this because the number keeps going up, but we're going to hop right into it. I'm not going to waste too much of your time today, and I'm just going to go into some important life lessons that I've learned this past year. Going into the first lesson is not everything is as it seems. This basically means in terms of social media, in terms of other people's lives, not everything is going to be as it seems. And I know everyone always says not everything on social media is perfect or not everything that people tell you is going to be their entire life and that's definitely true I think I put a lot of pressure on myself specifically on trying to meet up to the standard which really just is impossible people even celebrities even the highest people you know take breaks and they have off days and It's so important not to be hard on ourselves to be this unrealistic person and as basic as it sounds everyone always says you know everything on social media isn't reality and I always knew that but in my head it was more of a sense of maybe my life can be perfect but having that expectation isn't reality and setting that for yourself is just going to make you stressed. It's not going to make your life better in some twisted way my brain thought that. But yeah, basically just taking what you think a person might be and comparing yourself is so wrong, which is why the art of comparing yourself is just completely wrong in the first place. So keeping that in mind is something that I definitely learned this year, especially with the pandemic. We spend a lot more time on social media, so it's definitely something that I saw a lot of in myself and have been working really hard to kind of break that bad habit. The second one, and probably the biggest one, is to learn to live in the present. Again, with the pandemic, I really learned not to plan for anything because I had a lot of amazing plans coming up that were canceled by the pandemic, and it got me incredibly upset. And moving forward, I try not to get too excited for things in the future or plan for things in the future, more just living in the here and now. My issue wasn't more so with being disappointed of what was in the future whereas being stuck in the past that has been my biggest issue for a long period of time and that's something that I've been working more so to and I think became a even more apparent issue this past year which was really important for me to come to terms with so I've been really focusing on learning to live in the present in the here and now connecting myself to what is happening today what is happening this week trying not to plan ahead live in the future or to look to the past for anything because at my age, things are always moving forward. It's hard to not be stuck in the past and look at past regrets or not look at the future and everything that you could be doing. It is important for your mental sanity to live in the present because you can't can't change the past. You may be able to change the future, but it's just going to cause you stress if you focus on it. So really learning to live in the present, it is not easy and it's something that I still struggle with a lot, but I think coming to the realization that that's something I need to do was really crucial for me this year. The third one is don't skip therapy. So I have been in therapy, back in therapy now, since probably around, actually I guess February. I took a break because of the pandemic, but I went back to therapy in February, and before February I was off for a long time, I think about a year. And although this was a lesson I learned early into my 20th year, I really saw the effects of what happens when I don't go to therapy for a long time. And I would tell myself I would book appointments and I would just get further in the depression hole and cancel my appointments. And it really had an effect on me as a person and the people around me, which looking back is a big regret. I mean, I try not to have regrets, but it's definitely something that I look back and should have known better for. So I think it's important for me not to skip therapy and definitely sticking with my medication and my therapy is very important because I see the effects that it has on other people around me, not just me personally, which is something I didn't see before. So that's important to keep in mind. The fourth one is to cherish your relationships. In a pandemic, it is really hard to really do anything and you definitely can't see all the people that you love. And one thing that's been pretty big this year for me is connecting with the people that I care about. And I have connecting with people that I have been out of touch with for a year, couple months that I hadn't really been. And this year I really made choices on who I want to spend my time around and really looking at the friendships that I want in my life maybe even I want back in my life and just setting up a zoom call and I'm in a situation where I don't really have any friends close to me so I can just do a drive-by to their house and say hi or anything like that and because of the pandemic also all of my friends are reachable over zoom so I've been getting really good with utilizing Zoom and phone calls, and really spending time with my friends and my family that I care about and that I like to be around, and I think that that's made me a lot better person for it because I'm surrounded by the energy that I want to be surrounded by, and I think it's easy in a pandemic to be selective as well because it's not like you're surrounded by people that you don't like against your will; you are literally on your own. So really choosing the relationships that you want to have in your life and really holding onto them tight and nourishing them. I think that's something I've learned a lot this year and almost all of my, actually yes, all of my relationships in my life have tremendously gotten stronger over this pandemic. The fifth one, social media is toxic. Going back to the first thing I talked about, I really love social media. I love going on it. And I love it for artistic reasons, not really for like the drama or looking at what friends are doing. I like to look at influencers and people doing cool things just in the world, especially over the pandemic. I look at it for humor and it's something that I think a lot of us really focused on over the pandemic was going on social media. But the long-term effects of it, I really have seen, especially towards the end of this year, was just how much it was kind of racking my brain, I had an obsession with TikTok this year, like most people do. And I really saw how that was making me compare myself a lot. And I didn't realize it, which sounds crazy that you can't realize it, but I didn't. And I noticed this sense of always wanting to do more in myself, which was unrealistic. And I didn't think that was because I was constantly on social media, looking at other people's lives and thinking that I had to do more and more and more. So I've been learning to spend less time on social media and staying away from my phone, at least social media, because it has grown toxic over a while. And like any toxic relationship, you have to start cutting it out. So I've been also getting better with that and really seeing the effect that it has had on me. Number seven is not everyone's choice has to do with you. Some people are going through hard times too. So I am someone who is definitely a people pleaser and definitely feel personally responsible for the way people act towards me, which is very bad. (laughs) Um, So I think that this is so important that you understand that people are going through stuff and not everything everyone does is to hurt you. Even if you think it is directed at you, it does not mean that it's because the person hates you or maybe they're just having a bad day and they're upset with you or maybe something you did makes them feel sad and they do something because of that. It's not always just because of you and even if you didn't do anything wrong, most of the time you didn't, you know. Um, People make decisions and that's their own prerogative and you cannot control that and also don't feel personally affected by it as much. I think that's something that I've been trying to do is really dissociate myself in that way because I get too emotionally involved in things like that because everyone is going through struggles. I know when I'm having a bad day if someone pisses me off even the slightest I sometimes take it out on them which I you know something I'm working towards. I think we all do it though and I think it's really important to step back and understand that people go through hard times and not everything is personal. Um, Number eight, you are allowed to cry and you are allowed to feel. So this year, probably cried so much. (laughs) Very proud of myself that so far this year, I haven't even cried once, which is totally okay to cry, but I was just crying so much and I felt bad for it all the time. But you really shouldn't, you know, if you have something bottled up, cry. It makes you feel better and don't feel ashamed if you want to feel This year I think a lot of us have spent a lot of days just in bed sad and it's awful but what's even more awful is feeling awful for doing it. You need to spend time being sad sometimes and I think I've been learning that especially with my diagnosis this year that it is in my illness to get sad and it's not something I can always control and being okay with that and not being ashamed of that in any way and knowing that I am allowed to cry and be sad some days, and that's okay. I don't have to feel ashamed of it. So going on to the next one is spend more time with your friends. So similar to cherishing your relationships is making sure that you're spending time with the people you care about. Obviously, not in person, probably online, but I have really noticed a difference in my mood and the way that I am In my family relationships and in my romantic relationships, when I spend more time with my friends, I sometimes get too wrapped into work, too wrapped into my romantic relationships to really focus on my friends, which I noticed at the beginning of the year I was doing a lot and I kind of fixed that in February. But I really saw a dramatic difference in a lot of different things when I was making sure to spend more time with friends. I remember when I first started getting into romantic relationships, I always made it a priority to make sure that I was, I guess, that I was always dividing the time equally between friends, romantic relationships, and all the other commitments I had. And I feel like with university and in a long distance relationship, that's a lot harder to do. So... Yeah, just spending more time with my friends really connected me in a way with them that really helped me a lot and again, just made me feel like more like myself. So number 10 is also similar to what I said before, but stop comparing yourself. When you compare yourself, you're being so unfair to yourself and a little competition can be fun, but straight up comparing yourself is just unreasonable and it's bad to do. And again, like I've said before, I've caught myself doing it when I didn't think I was doing it. And there are things that you can do to step back. And I was even comparing myself to my roommate that I'm living with right now constantly. And stepping back from that after I went home from my roommate from a bit and realizing we have totally different lives, what am I comparing? Because. That's the reality is so many people have very different lives and you can't compare yourself to anyone. So save yourself the trouble and if you catch yourself doing it, do something to focus on you. Go off of social media and maybe work on a passion project or a hobby that you really like. Something that takes you away from that negative energy. Next is you can do literally anything you put your mind to. I always knew this but... I never realized how real it was in this past year. Really putting your mind to anything, you can do it. It doesn't matter how impossible it may seem, you can do it. (laughs) I, for a long time, was very not musically talented, and a lot of people I knew in my lives who did play an instrument were naturally good at it, and I wasn't. And I put my mind to learning the piano and guess what? I did it. (laughs) Um, That's just one small example from this year, but that's something I did completely on my own and I put in my hours, I put in the hard work and I learned and I got better and I still get better. And this goes for your career, your school, even if you think you're struggling. And I know a school can seem, oh, I'm studying for so many hours. Why isn't this working? with a positive attitude and some hard work, it's going to work. Um, And that's something I definitely learned this past year too. The next one, there's a lot of these examples this year, is if you fail, try, try again. This was especially true this year with my company. There was a time when basically something really bad happened and I lost my footing in my company and I took a really big hit, but I... Got back up and kept trying, and eventually, now I'm at the most successful I've ever been in my company literally ever. And this came like directly after that failure. So, if you fail something, don't knock yourself down and think you can never do it. You can, you just got to put in the work, and it's definitely possible. And I think I really get into slumps if I fail something that it's never gonna work. I'm a failure of a person, but you're not, and you need to just stand up and try again. I know it's hard to do that but you can do it and it will work out. And I definitely learned that this year many, many, many times. Next, you are human and are expected to be human. Going again to the point of not everything is as it seems, a lot of times this year, I was trying to be this person that I almost wasn't and trying to be all my best 24 seven, which is so not possible, especially in a pandemic when there's so many external stressors. And I think this is something that, I put so much pressure on, again, for going back to this, but this was definitely a year I put a lot of pressures on myself to be a certain way that is just not even human. And I think with the help of my counselor, especially taking a step back and realizing that I was overthinking and I was really putting this expectation on myself that wasn't realistic and was just causing me stress. So I think if you are in the same place at all, important reminder to you that you're only human and no one expects the world of you. And even if you want them to, you can be amazing and you can be phenomenal, but don't push it too far or else you will burn out and it's not good. Number 14 is you have to go through the bad to get through the good. So this year was a very up and down year for me, I would say and there was a long period where it was very, very bad, and it felt like there was no good, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. And this happened actually twice during the year, where I was in this tunnel, and everything was bad, and I didn't think anything was going to get better. How could it? And it did. And although it didn't get better with the pandemic, it did get better with some things in my life. This has to do with My career, my schooling, my relationships it seemed like everything is bad, but there is always going to be that light at the end of the tunnel, even if the dark tunnel is really, really long and seems like there's no hope. You do have to go through it, and it sucks. And there's always going to be that time in your life where it's bad, and you have to go through something bad, but there will be good at the end. And you just have to try to push through it and get through every day, just take it day by day. That's something that. I always, again, put pressure on myself is that this is going to get worse. I'm not hopeful. This is hard. And just beating myself further and further, further down and with patience and with the right attitude, (laughs) um, you can get through it and there will be good. And I know everyone says that. And there are situations where you literally might think there is absolutely no good at this, but there is. And you may not think there will be, but there will. Alright, not everything deserves a reaction. <laughs> now, if anyone's listening to this and knows me personally, they're probably gonna laugh because I like to be what I call an ironic drama queen. <laughs> I like to be very reactive to things as kind of a comedic play, not because of actually, but even if there's like the slightest drama, not like serious drama, but even if there's something that bothers me. I love to go and vent to my best friend, which is fine, and that's very healthy, but I feel like sometimes I do say things that don't deserve a reaction or things that are negative in my life or toxic that I just shouldn't give power to, and this goes along with emotional maturity, which I've been trying to work towards, and it is really hard to do with my specific mental illness but it's something that i want to work on and something that i have been working on and that i really learned this year is there's going to be toxic things that come up in your life there's going to be factors that you cannot control but if you give power to that negative energy it's going to consume you and i really learned that and realized that don't give your energy to these things because it will make you more stressed and you may not have control over what happens to you but you do have control over what you give power to and it is something that's trained it's not something you can just say that doesn't affect me because a lot of the times reactions are subconscious you don't have control over them they just happen so trying to be more cautious and intentional about the reactions and the things that I give energy to number 16 which is a little more aggressive, but take your damn medication. So still trying to get better at this and still need some help doing this. But I am anemic. (laughs) I don't know if I've talked about this before. I'm really iron deficient. And because of that, I get really dizzy and I get really weak and I don't take my medication. I'm really bad at it. And my family is always on me about it. And When I take my medication for longer periods of time, I feel better. I just am really bad at doing it, but I have been taking it more often than normal. So that is something that I just threw on here just in case any of you guys are struggling to take your medication or do something that you have to do every single day. Do it because it will have long-term effects if you don't do it. So just popping that reminder in here. Going on to the last five of my list, again I'm trying to go through these relatively fast so this isn't too long. Number 17, focus on what you do have rather than what you don't. So this again goes back to the comparison and social media thing is when you look at other people's lives you realize what you don't have and that can really be damping on a person and really put you in a depressive state because you're always focusing on that you need more and you need to do more and you need to have more. And sometimes you you just don't have it. It's not like you can get it. You're not in a position to have what everyone else has. And when you do this, you totally don't even realize all the things that you do have. And you probably have so many amazing things in your life. And I always did this thing where I compare the number of friends or the number of whatever I had to other people but not even realizing I had all these incredible amazing friends that I wasn't putting energy to because I was too busy comparing myself and you know in negativity land (laughs) but ever since I've been focusing on the relationships and the friendships that matter more to me it's allowed me to focus on what I do have and not just with friends also with material things I have a roof over my head I have a family at home I have people that support me. I have a job and all of these things. It makes me happier focusing on what I do have rather than what I don't. And if you struggle with this too, or even if you struggle with depression or anxiety, this is also a really good thing to do is doing gratitude. So maybe before you go to sleep or when you wake up in the morning or both, it can help you keep that positive mindset. And this has helped me the most to stay positive, even when. I found it very, very, very difficult. This is the one practice that I always come back to that has helped me remain positive most of the time. (laughs) Next is spend less time thinking and more time doing. This is another big one for me because especially in the fall of this past year, I overthought like no one else. (laughs) I, my overthinking problems were so bad And they've definitely gotten so much better, but they were so terrible back in the day. And it was because I would spend a lot of time just sitting and thinking, which is so bad. And it's not like I would sit there and think and journal because at least you're getting it out some way or I wasn't thinking and talking to someone about it. I was just thinking and keeping it trapped inside my head. And journaling has really helped me not to do that because you're getting it out of your head and onto paper. And I have journaled every single day so far in January, and I haven't caught myself overthinking in a long time, which I'm very proud of myself because I was overthinking like incredibly bad for months on end when I was 20. So I'm very happy that I'm at a place where I don't overthink as much as I used to. Very happy because that was so terrible so if you're struggling with overthinking as well sometimes it is involuntary so I'll be doing something and this overthinking thought will pop into my head that just happens and I've been trying to get into the habit of journaling if that happens or telling someone about it so that I'm not constantly thinking. Um but if you do find yourself overthinking a lot and you're just sitting there and thinking, do something. Whether that be a hobby, work, school, keep busy, hang out with someone, zoom call someone, anything that you can spend more time doing and I find that I have so much time that if I spend less time actually thinking about things and overthinking, all that time I spend doing that, I have so much more time doing things that actually matter to me and that actually serve a purpose in my life. So if you struggle with that, I recommend doing that as well. Number 19 is to stay away from negative people because nothing in the world is worth that stress. Especially for me, I'm at an age where I can really choose which friends I have and I think Again, like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, I've really spent a lot of time doing that and choosing who I want to be around, or if I can't avoid certain toxic people, then limiting my time away from them or learning my boundaries and limits. Um, but if you have toxic people in your life that you can get rid of, that cause you unnecessary stress, that maybe have effect on you, maybe your relationships, and you see it having all these negative effects and cascades, it's not worth it. There's nothing worth hanging on to that and it's absolutely pointless. And again, maybe you might have an emotional con- connection, but if they're really making your life worse, if you can't get rid of them, at least set good boundaries and communicate that or just distance yourself from that because it's important to focus on the people who are good for you rather than the people that aren't and even if that means that you have less friends, it's better to just stay away from the negativity because I've been around toxic people and they make me a worse person. So I've really focused this year on setting boundaries from the people that became more toxic or just eliminating myself completely. On to 20 is some people have a funny way of showing that they love each other. So going along again, kind of things that I pointed out earlier was People have different reactions than you do and I always thought that my ability to put myself in other people's shoes was a positive, but the older I get, I realize that that isn't always accurate because I show my emotions and I deal with things a lot differently than other people. More specifically, the love I show to my friends, my family, and significant others is obviously going to be a different love language in the way that they show it to me and it's really important to Understand how those people show that they care for you and not always comparing what you would do because what you would do is not necessarily what they would do, but the love or the caring for each other is the same. So, I've been trying to understand that just because I put myself in someone else's shoes, that doesn't mean that they don't care for me or that they don't love me. It's just that they have a different way of showing that, and that's really common for people. You're not going to find someone who relays their emotions the exact same way you do, it's probably near impossible or it is not very common, but learning other people's love languages and how other people react around you is important if you care about that person. And the last one, which is something that I have seen in myself, and although I have learned it this year, I am still working on it and it's a big thing I want to work on being 21 and getting older is to stop being indecisive and following my instinct. I am the worst with making decisions and big decisions, little decisions, it really doesn't matter. It could be ordering food at a restaurant or it could be deciding where I want to live. Doesn't matter how big or small the decision, it is impossible for me to make it. And, um, This is something I really struggle with and being an adult, this is not something that you can do. So it's definitely a bad habit that I'm trying my best to break and even just telling my close friends around me and the people around me that I want to try to be less indecisive and telling them to call me out if they catch me being indecisive, which has been helpful so far, and just sticking with what my initial instinct tells me because when I follow my instinct or when I follow the first thing that comes into my head when I'm trying to make a decision, it's usually the right one (laughs) and I really trust my gut. My gut has always made really good decisions, so I really should just stop overthinking everything and obviously there's decisions that you have to be more careful about and do your research about, but I definitely should follow my instinct more and save myself the stress of always being so indecisive. So those are 21 things that I have learned in 21 years. I hope you enjoyed. Let me know if you want me to keep this tradition going and I will have these posted on my Instagram at the girl covering. And again, I just wanted to say a big thank you for following along with this podcast and allowing me to run this podcast for two years now. I'm very excited to be celebrating the two-year anniversary of this podcast. So an incredibly big thank you to all of you for listening. And again, thank you for listening to this episode as well. I hope you enjoyed and have a lovely rest of your day.